0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians.
1: This is Guardians of Lore.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, guardians. Welcome to the Guardians of Lore. This is episode 37, recorded September 7th, 2019. Tonight's topic is Nothing Ends. I am your host tonight, Hyven. I am Elamist.
1: And this is Mrs. Hyven.
0: And we have a returning special guest, because he heard that uh, Just flaman had the lead for guest appearances, Sean Jones is back.
2: Can't let him have all the fun. It's just not right.
1: Well, luckily it's at least some good timing. Hyven's under the weather, so Sean will be taking his cards, uh, his card reads tonight.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I have a nice chest infection. Breathing is fun. So, we'll get right into all the information. Um, That no, not, doesn't mean I won't talk a lot. I'm pretty good at uh, just...
1: That's actually uh, why we need sickness. someone to read his cards, because he's never going to shut up about this book.
0: Yeah, I really was unfortunately <laughs> hoping that yeah. this was not the book tonight, because I'm not feeling so well, but I couldn't miss it, because this is probably my favorite one. So, anyway, at least I've talked about it once on Focused Fire Chat, so... Got a little bit out of my system. Anyway, podcast news. Um, let us know how you're enjoying our introduction and our closing theme. Hope that's making everyone feel like we're a little bit more oil, uh, well-rounded podcast. We got a nice introduction oil. and everything. Well, I was gonna say well-rounded and well-oiled machine. So it ended up to being we're we're a well-rounded oiled. Yeah.
1: I'm just uncomfortable oiled. with us being oiled. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm not. If you'd like to help oil this machine if you'd help like to help oil this machine please contact us on the Twitter at guardians underscore lore the email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com and of course you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Spotify Stitcher, uh, anywhere that you could possibly think of that you could find our podcast which I think is pretty much everywhere and otherwise we love those reviews. It's nice to, uh, to get some feedback from people. All right, so stuff you missed in Destiny. We have had update 2.5.2.2. elements give me mountaintop update, which I know he's been enjoying. Uh, I have actually gotten it, but have not used it because I've only really done Crucible mo- mainly. And um, I just uh, I like my primary hand cannon too much to swap it for anything. How do you feel about that mountaintop
1: there, Elmists?
3: Oh my god, I have killed myself so many times with it. It is amazing.
1: <laughs> yes. That's totally um, my definition of amazing.
3: Like I'm I'm currently at like 700 kills already on the tracker uh, for PvE. Um I have only jumped into a single PvP match and I think I got like one or two kills, but I forgot to switch the tracker. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bummer.
0: And in a perfect world, the tracker would work for everything. There would just be two. Maybe I someday. Maybe someday.
1: don't understand why they don't do
0: that. Eh, I don't know. I guess it has to do with memory. <laughs> Who knows, actually. Possibly. Good question. But
1: maybe someday we'll get that. I feel like it's. I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. Like, in my brain, it seems super easily doable. But you know what? Yeah, I've had times to when Ivan comes home anyway, so. from, from work and he's like. So-and-so drew of these plans thinking like, oh, this is simple, right? And I'm like, no, this actually requires like 50 million mini little cuts on like a teeny tiny thing that's going to be super haphazard. So for all I know, I'm sitting here saying this is a simple thing. And Bungie's like, F you. No, it's not. You don't understand their job. <laughs> probably part of it. But...
3: At the end of the day, game design.
1: It's probably,
0: it's, yeah, it's a, it's a how it's displayed, because uh, they track all that stuff in the game's database anyway. You can always find that data everywhere, but they just have not put it into... Well, it is in the game, so it, it probably wouldn't be that difficult, but they chose not to. They want you to choose your weapon um, so that you can gloat and show off your skill in whatever PvE or PvP activity you prefer. But also, part of that update, one that we didn't really mention, because we were just so excited about Mountaintop, is the uh, buffs to loot in the Reckoning in uh, Gambit Prime which is something that I've been benefiting from. Uh, I got a little tired of being killed by Spirit Rations so much in Crucible. Um, on PC it is very uh, common. Uh, and I decided to try to go get one. And I've never been a fan of Gambit, but you uh, will get a drop. like one Probably every like third game, sometimes you know, back-to-back, but I'm getting a lot more drops in Gambit Prime. So you can get in there and you can farm yeah. those weapons. Um, and it's pretty cool. I've already gotten a good variety of weapons just doing it a little bit Thursday, and today, Saturday, as we're recording. So that's a nice little buff um, to the loot pool. Uh, as far as that was basically the it it for that update, um, one thing that we don't have on here, but that should be noted, is I think, at well, by the time you're listening to this, we definitely will have finished. But I actually believe at this point, Saturday, we may have finished the Community Challenge for Mars. We did. So congrats did. everyone who contributed. I personally did not contribute much but i did get my nightfall in order to uh at least get the emblem but yeah we we crushed that guys so good job to the community
3: as of 1 p.m on saturday and this is eastern time we had finished
0: everything pretty amazing accomplishment and if you didn't know what that's going to get for us is they're going to be well i guess we'll start with doubling you'll get You're going to start getting more rewards from Menagerie, just like our good old days. So, kind of cool. They're going to be instituting Menagerie, better Menagerie rewards. And I think they get better and better each week up till the uh, new DLC Shadowkeep drops. So, it's uh, pretty cool. That
3: I don't know. you're still
0: trying to farm stuff.
3: All I know is they keep talking about how Callus is impressed. And I'm like, (laughs)
0: he's
3: (laughs) playing on that couch. Just, Just, no. No.
0: Yeah, so I know I'll be going in there, still trying to get my perfectly rolled, um, off stringer, because I'm one perk. I'm always a one perk off, it seems. Otherwise, next week we have a double infamy week, and it's the last week that you can earn the moments of triumph for this year. So if you're still trying to do that, go ahead, finish that off. Um, and I think that's it for coming up there. However, we got a pretty big twad this week. Um. A lot of information about some adjustments. So, um, first thing we have on here is the changes to, well, uh, Crucible playlist. I'm going to go a little out of order how we have this. First of all, the Crucible playlist is being changed. You hadn't seen, they already mentioned that. You know, we're going to be getting Classic Mix, um, which is Clash Control and Supremacy. We're also going to have Control as its own playlist for those new uh, people, because Bungie says they think that's a good introduction playlist. We also have a weekly 66 rotating along with a 4 rotating, I think. They're keeping that 4v4. However, competitive is going down to 3v3, and that is only going to be survival. There will be a generic, a regular matchmaking, and then there will be a solo queue uh, playlist for that. So that'll be pretty cool. And one of the big things is they're changing the streaks. Now, if you have a Valor streak and you lose a game... You only lose one node on that streak. It doesn't reset. And for Glory, I believe they said that you would lose two. Uh, also, the ranking is changing. Um, you cannot lose points and go drop under a rank that you've attained. So if you hit Fabled and you got a couple hundred points in that rank, and you lost a bunch of matches, you'll just be right at the bottom threshold for like Fabled rank. So... That's kind of nice, so that way if you're having a rough day, you at least can only drop so far. And then they also changed the uh, way scoring works. Uh, I would encourage everyone to go look at that. I'm not 100% sure, I should say. I probably would not explain it perfectly, but the gist is um, skill-based matchmaking is going to take a bigger part in who you are fighting against. Uh, the goal is that people that the Dead uh the, the game game's a little less skilled. Well, you'll get a crap load more points. If you beat somebody, a team who is supposed to be higher skill and vice versa. So they're going to start rewarding people for um, winning more challenging matches. And I think they mentioned some other things about the idea is to try to get people to the ranks that they're supposed to be in faster. So that you, everyone's kind of playing similar skilled um, players in their level. So it's not as much getting stomped on and or people just getting into comp won't have to uh, face those not-forgotten people starting out at the beginning of the season. So that's cool, and that's exciting for anyone who's doing comp. Um, We also got a variety of changes to our buffs and debuffs. Um, Real quick, I can just read out that we have basically uh, Frontal Assault and Sun Warrior. Your bonus damage is being dropped to 20. Well of Radiance is being dropped to 25. And weapons of light, guys, is going to be 35. So if you want a weapons buff, Titans will reign supreme once again, like the good old days, which is good or bad depending on if you want to have to run that subclass as a Titan or if you don't have any friends who are Titans, you're a little screwed. So get on that, guy Oh, yeah.
3: It's going to be amazing.
0: And then pretty standard the debuffs, they're all even now. Um, shadow Shot, Tractor Cannon. Hammer Strike, uh, Shattering Strike, they are all doing a 30% debuff in PvE. And um, Shadow Shot and Tractor Cannon, so they do a 50 pu- 50% debuff in PvP. Um, however, Hammer Strike and Shattering Strike actually got their um, the length that it runs raised from 6 to 10 seconds. So um, anyone who knows Tractor Cannon, that is a big change for Tractor Cannon. It used to be 33% for... Arc and Solar, and 50% on Void. So now it doesn't matter what the element is. So your uh, Spike Grenade, um, Swarm of the Raven, not as powerful. But maybe that Windigo will have a little time to shine. But yeah, those are the debuffs. They're all kind of consistent. And then basically, without reading all the numbers, Supers have all been lowered by, I should say, sorry, not the power of Supers, but your resistance in Super. Um, And they categorize that into low, medium, high, and other or unchanged supers. And I won't read them all out, but my favorite one, the other unchanged, is poor Golden Gun with 0% resistance. So I'll throw it over to Elemist if he has any comments on the of this stuff. Uh,
3: so I-, I wanted to get your guys' take on the glory rank um, changes. So like, from what I'm understanding, you will never drop a rank. But does that include sub-ranks? So if I'm at Heroic 3 and I lose points, does that mean I'm going to Heroic 2? Or do I just bottom out?
0: They didn't specify. I think that was actually the nature of the question Sean asked me before, and I may have answered wrong. But uh, I kind of just took it as you would not lose a rank, and I still consider them, the sub-ranks, a rank. But... You could be right. They, it depends on how generous they're really feeling. I don't think they really said. I don't know. Do you know that, Sean or Mrs. Yes. Hyvin, anyone who's followed the TWAB or Twitter or anything?
1: I didn't see anything on Twitter. and I.
2: That is what I was confused on as well. I'm not entirely sure how they're going to work that.
0: It'll um, be interesting to see. Regardless, it'll be easier still. At least you can't go all the way. Um, but yeah, I guess that yeah. really just determines on what do they consider a rank. If that's only the the change in name, or if the different tiers also count?
3: Well, because like, it, depending on what part of the game you see it in, when you rank up like that, it it says you know valor sub rank, but if you look in your triumphs, it actually does call them ranks.
0: Well, maybe someone tweet that out to Bungie. They are pretty good at responding, so we'll find out. All right. Well, that's the only thing I have for. Changes. They like said a lot of Crucible changes. Um, there's some speculations about some buffs, uh, nerfs to the sandbox for different weapons. Um, but oh, one cool thing I heard that you can uh, snipe uh, supers now with a nice headshot, which is great. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah,
2: actually, real quick before we go into that, because it never happens to me, I was playing Crucible today and I have a snapshot opening shot by the fox. And I was just doing a Hail Mary shot at a Dawnblade, and one of my teammates shot me with a uh, empowering bullet from, from Lumina <laughs> right before I took the shot. Nice. So it was a beautiful time. Yes, Thanks, I look Jack.
0: forward to being able to do that again, actually challenge supers with my sniper rifle. All right, well, I'm going to pass it over to Mrs. Hyven. Um, to see if she actually has anything. But Mrs. Hyvin's corner slash listener Q and A. What do you got this week?
1: Apparently, I am video playing in the background.
0: Um. <laughs> you know, and who's serving their phone now?
1: Yeah, I think. Not oh, me. My I got yelled super at last time. My bad, you guys. I didn't realize it. Just constantly looks like Kona's in my screen. And even um,
3: then, like it was Kona's butt
1: right <laughs> you guys didn't want to see her but um i don't know i've actually thought about a couple of things this week and a couple of questions but nothing i felt like podcast right
0: well dan so, i don't think you have anybody that's a you lot on twitter for
1: nothing <sighs> um no i think it was a pretty calm week on twitter um
0: we got one more review
1: we did get one more review Oh, excuse me. i mm. <laughs> bad, you guys. Um, yeah.
0: Looks like I will be doing the reading after all when Mrs. Hyvin falls asleep here in a couple of minutes.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, like, at all. Um,
2: it'll, it'll just be Sean and myself.
1: The Hyvens are going to bed. <laughs> I'll
2: start. I'll start doing my vocal exercise.
1: Sean just one. <laughs>
2: and this
0: is why we usually don't record this late. Well, if Mrs. Hyvin doesn't have anything... We'll uh, move on. I see your yeah. little bun shaking back and forth, because that's all I can see. Yeah, <laughs> um, you do, so...
1: babe. Yeah, you do.
0: We'll get right into the topic at hand. Uh, my favorite of the newest lore books, Nothing Ends, which, the brief intro into the topic, it is a continuation of the story of Shin, the Shadows of Dredgen and, um, and we've covered everything well, actually, did we ever? We never covered the original Dwindler's Ridge. We haven't co- covered the original. We do need to do that at some point. But otherwise, the new there is the a new... lot
1: of lore cards we still need to do.
0: Oh well, yeah, but that is a that's a pretty big one, especially considering that a pretty big one. All right, well, she's starting, guys. She's at twenty-five percent. Don't worry, she'll be out in like ten minutes. Anyway, <laughs> this is a continuation <laughs> of letters I'm from a renegade. I'm so mad game.
1: that you guys all know that when I say stuff like that. When I say you're a whatever you just said, it means that I'm sleepy. I don't remember if I'm this was on as the as podcast. Like or
0: after you fell asleep, or actually this might have been why we were all playing Crucible when you fell asleep in the middle of a match. But Sean <sighs> mentioned that you were just hundred percent all the time and then you are twenty-five percent and then you are zero. And I we all agree. For
1: good- someone who drank as much as I did yesterday to have been as functional as I have been today. I think I'm doing really well. <laughs> okay.
3: How much how much did you drink yesterday?
1: Enough. We
0: won't talk.
1: Yeah. Enough. <laughs> enough Let's that just that say I rarely I rarely drink like a 24-year-old drinks. Last night I decided to be 24 just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway, my stomach is
3: saying in my head so I'm no Nope. <laughs> moving on. We're moving on because it's not nice.
0: So, as I've been trying to read this bullet and been failing and been just, yeah. Anyway, continuation of Letters from a Renegade, which we covered in episode 10, uh, The Book of Unmaking, which we covered in episode 11, and Every Rose a Thorn, episode 24. And you could actually tie in, a, what, Drifter's Gambit. That book also was yeah. semi relevant. Well, it was from Sh- another letter from shin so this specific book is obtained by doing the lumina quest and i do believe just by playing lumina quest and finishing it you get every single entry am i correct in that
3: that is correct
0: yeah uh, so it's a straightforward there, one. Are, there
3: mm-hmm. are plenty of parts where it's like you get three parts of the quest to do but each part of that quest will give you a piece um By the time you get Lumina, you will have the last one, if I remember correctly.
0: All right, Mrs. Ivan, I'm going to need you to stay awake for this, because you didn't get to talk about Nothing Ends when we did it on Focus Fire, and I I want to hear your thoughts.
1: I've got thoughts, you guys. I've got thoughts. Look, I have, like, this much Mountain Dew over there. I should go drink it.
0: You should, because we could record tomorrow, but then we might lose Sean, so I need you to stay
2: alive.
1: I feel like that is an okay risk to rest. <laughs> just kidding, wow. Sean. You know I love you. Um, Anywho, you guys, speaking of, though, like, a lot of times we'll have speculation episodes when, like, we've got a bunch of big stuff. But the guys are going to do, obviously, some speculating because that's just what they do. But for further speculation and deep dives and craziness, if you haven't already listened to it, go listen to those Focus Fire episodes. Um, they do kind of like a general like discussion and then they do like a hardcore deep dive. Um, and then they also just do like their little fun top three thing, um, which I know we kind of discussed all of those before. But, you know, and then we also, gotten, they also um, do a lot
0: of great foolishness, so.
1: Yeah, but we've also gotten some new listeners who aren't necessarily listening to all of these in order. And maybe they're seeing this one drop and, you know, that's the first one they're clicking on. So, hey, just FYI, if you didn't already know, head on over to Focus Fire Chat and give it a listen. Uh, Support us being on there. Support Focus Fire Chat for all that they do. And just everybody lure it up and have a good time.
0: All right. Well, (laughs) We will go ahead and get started. So, to put, we'll put a, uh, a, a damper on your fun. But this is a pretty depressing read. So, here we go. Why don't you take... Oh, I'm
1: ready for it.
0: Take care of our first card, Mrs. Hyman.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll take care of it. Guys, we didn't even talk about potentially problematic words.
0: Rezel, your, callum, mas, Yasul. Like,
1: uno mas. Uno mas. That's the best liner note you could have put in there oh my god i love it
0: when she falls asleep i'll take over her reading guys i got this
3: as long as you don't die yeah don't do that
1: he's just down to pumpkin spice he's ready to go little basic b all right (laughs) lore book reading let's get into this dark depressing
0: i'm sorry let me stop you right there are you gonna actually be able to read this
1: (laughs) I like, got it. Not, boo.
0: not like are uh, you just introduced.
1: <laughs> I got it. Oh,
0: Lord! Book reading. You've earned the word. Replicated the sickness. <laughs> not like that.
1: No. Okay. Why? Okay. No. We'll give you, we'll
0: let you have a go at it. I believe in you. You got yeah, it. Like,
1: you didn't even give me a chance. <clears throat>
0: someone,
1: someone, shout someone...
0: out to Sean's earlier. No,
1: someone put a frying on pan it. on you, on you, you. Regroup, focus, ready to go. Hold up. Has anybody seen Kona? I haven't. I have no idea where she is, you guys.
2: I just checked. She's not here. Oh,
1: she's hiding behind a bunch of pillows over there. (laughs) Never mind. She made herself a fort. Okay. Sorry. You never know with her what she could possibly be into. You got this. Look, that might have been a little ADD, but you got to know where Kona is because she gets into things.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I totally get it.
1: You know now that you've met her and she tried to eat your pizza. Right. (laughs) Alrighty, gonna read. The eternal chain and the other's prize. You've earned the word, replicated the sickness, proven yourself time and again. Yet another challenge remains. Not your last, far from it. Simply another chapter and another story that will bind your legend to those that came before. Razul sought to vanquish terrors. Your fertilized the wilds with suffering and despair that a new hope would grow. I was that hope. My fire showed that whispers could be hushed. Too many the legend. And the lesson ends there. They're wrong. Dangerously so. Your true lesson, and by extension Razul's, wasn't that strength beat strength. His lesson was far more subtle and infinitely more grand. Adversity leads to evolution, forces it, and through that crucible, we are remade. Better, stronger, more than we were. (laughs) The guardians of today are not gods, nor were those who came before We are all simply links on a chain reaching back to the dawn of time and forward to the end of existence, each link gaining strength from the others, each link stronger than the last. Just as I was stronger than you, you are stronger than me. The whole working to solidify the parts and growing sturdier as the harsh truths of reality stretch and strain to break us. To break the chain, sever our individual links, but our chain shall never break, because warriors like you and I are not so proud as to forsake our past. We learn from it, grow from it. It is the foundation upon which we build each victory. It is the catalyst for our change. And here, now, I offer you the chance to spark a new evolution. The next hallmark in our betterment, the next leap forward in our war against extinction. I've helped this jagged weapon since that fateful day on Dwindler's Ridge, kept it hidden away, kept its secrets, kept its nightmares locked away where none could hear, none could be tempted. It is quiet now, except a low murmur, but its sickness remains. There were countless times I thought to destroy it, remove its threat from the playing field, but I knew it held a greater purpose. And I believe that purpose can be found and fulfilled in your hands. The Hive used untold methods to destroy us. The weapons of sorrow are but one. The fate of this wicked tool is in your hands now. Will you allow sorrow to linger? A festering threat waiting to consume all who are tempted by its power? Or will you forge a new road? Will you show the hive and every guardian who follows in your wake that sorrow does not guide us? I leave those questions for you to ponder. But I know what I believe. We are better than our deepest fears. We are ever and truly weapons of light. S.
3: So, Shin is literally writing us a letter, another letter, um, essentially just, like, trying to raise spirits. Like, I I see this being, you know, him trying to inspire us. Uh, Like, at the very end, he talks about, you know, we are ever and truly weapons of light. And I I feel like this is the first, like, this is Shin trying to... Push us down that road instead of becoming weapons of sorrow like the shadows originally wanted to. This is his true end goal. Either that or he's very good at manipulation.
0: I just wanted to comment on the fact that the other books have been him testing us, um, then him passing on the information that he had for us, and then basically him telling us we were practically the chosen one. Uh, This whole book. Now, it's helping us, him trying to help us to appreciate that, as he says, we are just a link in the chain. That we are just continuing on, something that started a long time ago, and that we are not going to be the end also. We are eventually going to be just another link in the chain. And we talked about this a lot in the Focus Fire chat episode, the idea of of an eternal chain. And as he says... um, our chain shall never break because warriors like you and I are not so proud as to forsake our past. We learn from it, grow from it. So instead of everyone starting their own chain, the idea behind this is that each guardian or each. Well, I mean, it's not even just guardians. in, in It's just existence in general. Every generation, every next line, every student, you know, it's continuing on throwing another um, piece to that chain and it gets longer. And it continues on into the future. So in the same way, that is how he's describing us as we're just continuing on from him, who continued on from Yor, who was kind of a extension of even when Yor was, was uh, Rezel. This is the first mention, one of the first mentions of him talking about how uh, where is it, ah, that he was Rezel's ears or dredging Yor's hope. That Rezel sought to vanquish terrors, your fertilized the wilds with suffering and despair that a new hope would grow. I was that hope. This is him helping us to appreciate that. I think, have we talked about this in the past books? Now I forget because we've talked about this book, but um, him. We, hadn't. we haven't talked about that yet, right? About him getting the first shot kind of thing. That is this book. You mentioned not. it before? Yeah, that's why I confused myself because now that we've covered nothing in Zai can't remember what we've got on our podcast, but we get the first introduction here. to him helping us to appreciate that in a way, your was just looking for someone to continue on this chain, this growth. He made mistakes, but eventually he was looking for someone to pass that on. And that is what Shin did. And then Shin, as we'll talk about through this book, had to do things that he's not proud of and that he might not have wanted to do, but he had to for the greater good. And he passed, passed that on to us. So this is kind of the introduction. He helps us to appreciate that we are just continuing on. And as has said, when he was leading the shadows before we knew that it was Shin, Vale mentioned how weapons of sorrow were not the weapons themselves. They were the guardians. Uh, but now he's letting us on to the real truth that he views us as weapons of light. Uh, so that's kind of interesting and kind of like a big deal. Because up till now, we have never heard that term used and have never seen weapons of light. Lumina was the first time we literally cleansed, you know, the book doesn't necessarily talk about the quest. But in the quest, we literally cleanse the original thorn back to its beginning state of rose and then build it back up to a weapon of light. So it's a pretty crazy concept about, you know, us really cleansing and kind of starting fresh what so many people kind of failed to do in the past
3: you Now like because we cleanse a weapon of sorrow and we actually create you know craft it into a weapon of light it makes me think of like what if we did this for other weapons of sorrow
0: yeah, that'd be cool. it's like
3: I, love, I would love to see necrochasm come back gosh. and then do that
0: like, yeah, i mean there's no reason why we couldn't lore implications as far as Right. bungie doing that with every weapon yeah you know they won't but that would be a really, really cool thing to, right. to to go down and like cleanse some of these weapons that have caused so much you know sickness and death that would be, sweet. be so cool uh, Sean Mrs Hyden, you guys have anything to comment on for this first card
2: I was gonna see if she would if she had anything um I so kind of going back to what you were saying about the weapons of light it, I mean, it is a crazy thing. I'm not sure if we get into it later. I don't think we do, from what I skimmed. Um, but I love the fact that... Um, and this might just be a game mechanic thing kind of pushing its way in, but I like that the Thorn, one of its intrinsic perks, kind of gets kept with it, even whenever it goes through all of this transformation, gets cleansed back to its original state and built back up. But instead of being the... Kind of, uh, I am the, kind of the sword logic-y bit, it goes more to the way of the light of, I got this, but I will make us both stronger.
0: No, that's a, that's a perfect view, I never even thought about that, but, you know, Thorn feeds on the killing in order to give the Guardian more power, Um, but it also, it kind of has a sickness, it has that, that burn, that AoE kind of there. Uh, in the same way, though, Lumina still feeds off that killing; it gains that power. However, it uses its power as to give us more power, but its result is a healing buff. Uh, so while they do a very similar thing, they're both gaining that power, uh, and they both buff your guardian. the The result is a a burning, uh, you know, a festering for Thorn and a cleansing for Illumina. So that's actually a really, really good point, that we really are we really are kind of getting the same weapon, it's just like the opposite.
3: So you could say it's a weapon of light.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, we are the weapons of light. Get it
2: straight. Can, I, can I coin weapon of the sky? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: God.
3: And on that note, let's move on.
1: Please?
3: I will be covering Elegy for Calum Soul. And Callum's refrain, elegy for Callum's soul. Cole, are you sure? Vale, never more. Cole, I'm not questioning the plan, just will it work? Vale, the temptation must go further. We've baited the hook with dark imaginings, but to truly gauge the ill intent of those hiding behind the light, we have to give them a clear path toward their darkest desires. Kull. And those who veer? Those who join my mad crusade? Veil. We do as your namesake suggests. Kull. Thin the herd. Veil. Excise the weak few that the whole may grow stronger. Kull. What if more joined than intended? What if such Vile messages speak to the fear that grips us all. Hate is easily sowed among a people on the brink. Vale. It's not the people we seek to judge. It is their protectors. We do this for the people. For the future. Cole. <laughs> not mine. Vail. Funny. Cole. Gotta get the jokes in while I can. As soon as I break rank... It's all gloom and doom, Vale. You will become the darkest shadow, the very thing they fear we will all become. Cole, and the Vanguard? They approve, Vale? No. They say this play acting will foster genuine hatred. Cole, they don't know what you ask of me, Vale, and they never will. Cole. I'll be a villain, veil, vale. only to those who do not truly matter. Callum's refrain. Callum, I have tossed aside all I once held dear and returned to the purity of self. We do not he- need titles torn from dead fables. We are, and have always been, who we are. Hated, feared, lost, broken. Dredging yore did not make us. Orsa and his fools would have us believe we walk in the footsteps of truest, pure sorrow. I say my sorrow equals that of yore. I say it transcends. I say we are the future, and the future does not wait for failures resting as ash in a field on some lonely, forgotten ridge. The book says we must be unmade, not remade, not evolved. Not improved. Unmade. To achieve such glories, we must start with ourselves. We must look into the abyss, naked and unafraid of its judgment against our many human weaknesses. But Orsa knows this. As did Bain and the others. They fear true judgment. They would hide behind their interpretations of yours ancient texts seeking understanding as a means to delay what must be done no more gambits no more posturing no more running from a lone man with a golden gun malfer is not a worthy foe he is an excuse no longer from this moment on we those few brave enough to heed my words will walk a straight line toward the abyss we will end all who would change our course, gathering
0: cheers. All right, so Callum Soul is Call or Dredge and Call, um, and of course Vale is Dredge and Vale, also Shen Malfer or Um So just keeping those in mind, those are the two who are talking. You got the leader of the Shadows, also shin Malfer, talking to his buddy Call, and basically he is Call. As his namesake means, he is about to try to pull away all those who would be tempted by the darkness in a negative way, would go too far down that dark path in the same way Yor did. And honestly, what they are is they're going to thin the herd. They're going to call the group. uh, And that is kind of what Shin is doing when he's running around, basically having words with darker guardians, but sometimes, of course, words end with the last word and his golden gun. So, of course, we're familiar with those killings or cleansings, if you want to put it that way. But we find out... We knew about this knowing about Callum, but this is where we kind of know that it is... We see the conversation, because what book did we get it from? Is it Every Rose Had a Thorn, where we find out that that Callum was playing the part? And for a while, we didn't know if... um, the shadows knew that Shin and Vale were the same person. Here we see that they are. Um, so, of course, poor Call even throws in some jokes. You know, Vale's like, you know, we're, forget the guardians. We're here to protect the people. We're here to judge the protectors, the guardians. Uh, it's for the future. And Call's like, not mine, because he knows kind of what's going to happen. And, and Vale's like, ah, funny. And I love it. Call's like, I got to get the jokes in while I still can. So, um, and then something that's very interesting is something that I don't think we knew until then, until this, is uh, the communication with the Vanguard. It's not blatantly stated, but it would appear that the Vanguard knows that Shin and Orsa Vale are the same person. Yeah, um, that's what
1: I was picking up on as well. I was a little confused yeah. by that statement.
0: No, go ahead and say what you were thinking first.
1: No, that's that's what I was thinking. I was kind of confused um, it, I mean, it was just kind of like a couple of lines, but I feel like it throws out well, a, lot a lot of
0: questions.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, in the Book of Unmaking, we realized that, uh, you know, the, um, the Vanguard was a little bit of aware of what they were doing, even though, you know, we heard Shaq's not liking it or, you know, some of the other people in the Vanguard not liking kind of what they were doing, but they kind of kept it hush hush. And then we've heard Sean, Sean, <laughs> we've heard, <laughs> we heard, heard shit. Sean. You have. We've heard Shin talking to like Ikora and Zavala and some of the other cards, but you know something right he- right here is kind of the best thing. And the Vanguard they approve. Paul's asking because he knows that they're kind of communicating. You know they're working together on Gambit, and he says no that they say this play acting will foster genuine hatred. So it seems that he's mentioned this to the Vanguard. The Vanguard does not approve, so he does not give them all the details, but. Um, I think I've heard other people say, too, that we. it seems that the Vanguard knows a lot more than they let on. Um, They don't know everything, but they might be part of that small group who knows the truth behind Shin.
1: Yeah, which I definitely wasn't expecting.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy. Right, because...
1: I thought they were all supposed to be kind of straight-laced, and that kind Definitely, of right? You know, straight laced
0: well Ikora runs a group called the Hidden they're basically like the Black Ops undercover unit that's where we have like Anor who works for them and she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you would think is not exactly straight laced
3: mm-hmm. is Anor actually a Hidden? I thought she was mm-hmm. part of the Praxic Order
0: I believe both she's one of Ray's Hidden which is why she tells her to do whatever she has to even if Ikora is not making the best decisions. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is a practice quarter, too, for sure. That's stated blatantly.
3: But, like, I, I do agree. Like, I don't see Zavala going along with this plan.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question, then, I guess, with that, like I said, it just kind of, like, unpacks a lot of questions. Like, so does that mean all of the Vanguard know? Or are they using Vanguard to kind of, well, like, a blanket but, term for, like, The Vanguard some consists
0: of, of Cade well used to consist of Cade and now it's Ikora and Zavala. So you're really only talking about two individuals.
1: I thought the Vanguard right. was all three of them. Four.
3: Right. Oh, you're talking it about was Shax? All three. But at this point there is no Hunter I Vanguard.
1: Thought, I guess I thought Shax was kind of like his own thing being like. He is.
0: He's not actually he part is. he's not actually part of the Vanguard, but he is high up there. He might know. Um He's not considered technically it. the vanguard, but uh, you know, I don't he does know a lot. Um so so the vanguard consists of those 3. Now there is a larger group of people in the tower who have had meetings, um you know, when we used to have like the speaker and all that good stuff, uh, but this specifically is referring to just the vanguard. And then we almost have what's almost a second card, which is Callum's refrain. So we have the true Callum or call and then we have him play acting. And uh, the man's very convincing. You know, he goes as far as to say, um, I say my sorrow equals that of your, I say it transcends. I say well, we are the future. Funny, I kind uh, of
1: like, when I was listening, I'm so sorry to cut you off. I'm not at my computer to even put my stuff up. Um, When I was listening to this, it kind of almost made me think, uh, when Mara had her call to action in the Mara Senna, or was it The Awoken of the Reef? Anyways, during the Mara
0: Oh, which she called series. everyone that they were yeah, about to be? Yeah, that's kind of what it made me
1: think of but like
0: Yeah.
1: he's obviously doing it with different intentions but like it was that kind of like serious call to action.
0: Well, we've talked about how, I know in that because I just had a friend who's been relistening to uh talk about <laughs> me and you arguing about manipulation and what manipulation actually means um you know while manipulation can be manipulation is always thought of negative but you know it in in this regard yes he is doing negative manipulation but it's for a bigger grander purpose in the same way mara's manipulation seemed negative but she kind of was doing it for the right reasons also so
1: his manipulation unpacks into like and unfolds into this like even crazier thing than just mara's but yeah, like, Mara was, like, they're both doing it for the right reasons, but it's kind of crazy, like, when you break down all of it.
3: It's like, this circle unfolds into a triangle, and then it <laughs> unfolds into, like, a squid.
1: Well, have you um, ever uh, heard the thing it says, is it? if you can understand right. how we eat triangles from a circle stored in a box, then you'll understand adulthood. It's talking about pizza. Because it comes in a a square box, in the shape of a circle, and then we eat it in the shape of a triangle, and that's what's happening here.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, can we just talk real quick about how? Of
0: course we can.
3: When
1: right? When When he said ten, we all wanted to be like, no, you don't have permission.
3: (laughs) So like, when Callum is actually talking to Shin. It's Cole and Vale, but when Callum is play acting, he's actually going by the name Callum.
0: Well, that's why uh, Drifter knows him as Callum too. I, I don't think you follow the cult leader whose name is Call. All the followers are like, it's a little weird that our seems
1: uh, like a trap. Our maybe? cult
0: leader is got the name Call. What
1: does it? Doesn't it's that mean
0: like? Doesn't that mean like? What does that mean? I'm pretty sure he's gonna kill us all. <laughs> well, I'm like.
3: You guys took it in that direction. I I initially took it as, like, he's play-acting the old him. Like, he's already unmade himself to the point that, like, he identifies himself as Cole. So, and him Callum? becoming... Well, no, he identifies himself as Cole, dredging Cole.
0: So but him, he doesn't to his followers.
3: But but what I'm getting at is
1: he's making a point. Let him finish. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand.
3: The fact that I'm or the the thing I'm getting at is the fact that he's play acting and taking up this this act of his old self.
1: Like the name he oh, uses. Oh yeah, no in he, his play he is, is this pre unmade version of him. Yeah,
0: I'm aware, but that's what I, I was I was arguing the exact opposite of what I guess I thought element was element was saying. It's just yeah, he he views himself in reality he is Dredge and Call. Yeah. But he is pretending that he is other. Yeah. He's kind of yeah, that he's broken off from the original shadows. Um they you know, the shadows don't know. I would argue that the shadows, the original group of the shadows, do not tell everyone who the core group is and their full identities, who they go by. Um uh, I mean, that was given to us in a personal letter from Shin. Uh, so, you know, I would argue that they don't know that he is Dredge and Call. Um, and something that I had asked a while back, uh, well, I say a while back, I think it was something that we, I, it was, we were just talking about in Focus Fire in, the, in, our, uh, in our direct messages in our chat, was at what point did he become Dredge and Call? Was this the, th- the plan from the beginning? Or why is his namesake Call? Because Dredge and Veil vale is really, really perfect for somebody who has a Veil of Secrecy. Dredge and Call is perfect for someone who's going to be thinning the herd. Did they have these names based off of what, you know, because we have them named as he was already dredge and Call, and then this plan was set in motion. Or did he receive that name after this became his goal, his job? And that was kind of my thought. What came first, the name or the action?
3: Chicken or the egg.
0: Exactly. Right. I, was really I don't know holding
2: if I'm back saying it. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: And, uh, you know, and, so, and thinking about like that whole chicken or the egg, that was something that Blue mentioned in our Focus fire episode, because uh, one of their, their community questions were, how do you feel about Shin, you know, um, what was it, leading people astray? I don't remember exactly what the question was, but the idea was, you know, what is, the, what is the thought about Shin's actions here? And I argued that while I think what he's doing is good, as far as him, he sits down, he kind of talks to everyone. It can't be reasoned with that's when he finishes them here. they are being super convincing here you know I mentioned there was if there was never a group, maybe a lot of people would never have turned completely to the darkness um, it's It's kind of foolish to think that good people cannot be turned to the dark side if you would um, you know even good people with good intentions you break them down enough you you know you tickle their ego or you um, kind of you feed a little bit of that, that dark desire, or that pain that they have had, they can snap. So my argue is that Callum here, while he is attracting, and we're going to see later on, he admits a lot of people, more than they thought, came to that side. So I would say that while the thought that if you kind of, it's the if you build it, they will come kind of scenario. But what if you never built it? Those people might never have done that and you might not have ever had to deal with as many Dark Guardians. But then the other side is everything. When you're talking about Guardians who live forever, they're going to do what they're going to do eventually, and you're just speeding up the process. So I'm not sure what you guys think about that, but that was kind of my big thing about this whole refrain from Callum. And as Sean says, you're unmaking them. Exactly.
2: um, Just because you set it up so perfectly, um, to quote... The Christopher Nolan Dark Knight, you either see yourself die a hero that, or you live long that. enough to or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain.
0: That's exactly um, what I put in the focus fire chat. Yeah. <laughs> it just never made it in the episode. <laughs> that's why Blue randomly said Batman, and he was like, I don't know why I was thinking about Batman, and I just <laughs> laughed to myself because I had put that quote in chat like a minute before.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: No, that's perfect, Sean. No, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, it made me laugh. Help.
2: But it was, I mean, I like how you put it where they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, if you think back to whenever they were first Risen, how many of them, I mean, Ada 1's story is tragic. And that was basically all Risen. Um, that The yeah. Drifter, whenever yeah. he was guising as a lightless person in a community and then had a battle between Warlords and Iron Lords. So... He they have seen how bad it can be. So I could I can understand their reasoning of we are going to make it so anyone who could do this won't be able to.
0: And that's the whole thought behind this. Him talking about everything is a chain. They're, they're learning from past mistakes. They have seen in the case of someone like your Reza Azir's big thing was hope. He was the like he was the, the head, the 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 greatest of us. Kind of thing, like in the incorruptible, incorruptible being, he turns into Dredginyor so much so that before he kind of makes his full-on conversion to Dredginyor, he asks that his name be forgotten so that the masses can remember here as he was, not for them to know that he became Dredginyor, but to think that Rezel died and this is another individual, which is why so many people didn't know that. Uh, they were the same person because Russell Zero was a titan and you know,
1: sh uh, I literally yours no seemed idea. to be a
0: hunter or something. Like you didn't just
1: know? I just oh, read yeah. that card where it talks about Rezzel's thoughts and yours thoughts and they're now you're telling person. me the same person. Surprise. So, yeah.
0: yeah, no. So like the path continues. Sure Shin is trying to prevent that from happening. He's learning from the past and he's trying to continue on with forward progress. Mm. Yeah. We could go into all kinds of stuff. This is why I said I was going to talk too much in this episode. Because this is like... I took a big deep dive into every single lore entry relating to this right before our Focus Fire chat episode. So some of this stuff's a little fresh. But yeah, anything else from anyone? Before we move on? Sean? I don't see your face, so I don't know if you're nodding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm good. Um, But speaking of that... To keep your voice nice and and fresh, and as I said earlier, sultry, uh, (laughs) I will be reading for you. So, The Liar's Trap. The Gambit paid off in more ways than one. The Guardians who joined the Drifters games have proven to be the perfect guinea pigs to demonstrate a larger point. The shadows of dark power that tempt us are not inherently evil. In fact, they are simply another tool to be used If we hope to bend the unknown to our will, an impossible feat we must learn to master if we wish to push back the ever-aggressive tide of extinction. Azir knew this. Long ago, long before anyone else, he saw the path forward. He simply didn't understand it. His courage and strength clouded the dangers of the path he tread. The path we now walk. The difference between... the difference being... We have Azir's folly to guide us. We can, and have, learned from his mistakes. That some level of deceit was needed to further my goal of seeing Azir's path to the end is unfortunate, but necessary. The stage set by the foul sport of the drifter has crafted, has given... I'm going to redo that. The stage set by the foul sport The drifter has crafted has given many guardians the confidence they need to see the shadows for what they are, without losing their way or tainting their light. This was Azir's gravest mistake. He plunged freely into the abyss, thinking his will alone could fend off the whispers and the corruption. But alone we will fall. Only together can we thrive in light and dark. Which leads to the other need addressed by Gambit's promise. Those guardians who would give freely of themselves and seek not only power in the shadows, but comfort, purpose. They have been drawn out and addressed, some with force and, sadly, an end. Others quickly forfeit their troubling ambitions when faced with the dire truth of the journey they'd begun. In the end, many shadows have fallen, but they have all been false prophets, lost souls who who would have fallen to despair sooner or later. Best to tempt them here and now, in a manner we can control and correct, than to allow the weak-willed to fester within our ranks. Yes.
1: So, who's Azir?
2: Rezel. Rezel Azir.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Nicknames. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Um, First
0: First and last.
1: Oh, oh. Oh, see, I thought it was like one hyphenated name. Nope. That was that was a sound bite right there. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh, uh, uh, oh, oh Like the different <laughs> stages of understanding.
1: <laughs> you, like, see the dots. Through understanding.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ears start to form into line.
1: Right. Oh, my God. Somebody else. Somebody else make a comment. Literally. I got
0: some stuff Anyone to wanna... say. Funny to say, oh, but I'll let somebody shocking. else start. Oh, no. Okay. Sean, what about you? You got a first comment since me and you are kind of sharing our first comments.
2: Uh, sure. Um, I,
3: I could comment instead. That way we got variety. Jesus, yeah, we oh, just I must heard notice. him
1: Goodness. talk. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Somebody else.
3: So this literally it, it sounds like a letter from Shin explaining why him doing this isn't that bad.
0: Or why it was necessary, at least.
1: A letter from Shin to us? Wait, did we determine Shin's talking to us here? We did,
0: right? Yes. Another letter to us.
3: Well, I'm like... It's going off of, like, sociopathic tendencies at this point.
0: (laughs) How so? Uh, Expand, please. I mean...
1: I feel like people need to justify their actions sometimes to themselves. It's not crazy, the way he's talking. But, like, he's justifying
3: potentially killing people because th- th- like, they're following the path and that he himself has laid out in front of them.
0: Well, that's the idea. It's not that he's blindly killing people. It's that this was a trap and when he catches people, as he says at the very end, he sits them down. He tries to re- reason with them. Unfortunately, some people cannot be you know, swayed and those are the ones he ends.
1: I mean, he warned us of that several cards. He several did. Several lore books back.
0: And that's what I said. You know, each each level of this chain, the idea is to improve and, and to grow. You know, he's not done what he wanted to do, but what he had to do. He was trying to make a guardian like us. We got the same warning that everyone else did. We heeded that warning. Um, and, you know, that's why we're progressing on. Uh, the big thing Good that I kind of-, of... What was that?
1: Sorry, I, th- I heard a break in your comment. I thought you were taking a pause. I made an office joke. You said we heated it. I said we took headed of. That's what That's they true. say in the office. Mine, my comment was completely pointless. I'm sorry. You're <sighs> much more educated on this subject. I'll just be over here. Okay. I'm going to head out. <laughs> I shouldn't be here.
0: <laughs> no. <want> you here. <laughs> um, so the big thing that I get out of this. So number one, of course, he helps us to appreciate, as he's told us in, in uh, Drifter's Gambit, that Gambit, you know, was a test. And the idea was to show that the darkness and the shadow was not inherently evil, um, that you could take the power without the corruption. And he brings out that Rezalazir was kind of the first of this chain. He was the first on record of we ha- of us having a guardian tempting the darkness. Uh, he says that he saw the path forward. However, his mistake he was able to learn from as we progressed. Rezel's greatest mistake was that he plunged into this abyss thinking that he alone could fend off the whispers and the corruption. But alone, we all fall, <clears> only <throat> together we can thrive in light and dark. He has helped us to appreciate that Rezel, or I should say Dredgen Yor, has been this boogeyman for so long. But Shin is actually, in a way, views him as as a mentor of such. Not with any type of... Fondness or positivity. I'm sure he still hates Dredginyor for everything that he done, that he's done, he done. But Not he appreciates sake. he appreciates what Azir was trying to do, and he is building off of that mistake. So he understands that one guardian cannot do this. This is why he puts this he put gambit up for everyone. However, he understands that just as Resl maybe had good intentions could not handle it that this was going to happen to other guardians um, as it says who would have fallen to despair sooner or later so shin's mindset is not um that combined we can save everyone his is if you throw everyone at a problem a couple people are going to succeed at least and so why it's a little dark the fact that he's throwing quite possibly throwing away a lot of guardians it's the whole end justifies the means, which he says I do believe later on in this book.
3: Oh, and trust me, he <laughs> did done throw plenty of guardians at it.
0: Uh, yeah, he did. You know, yes, he did. Um, and then that's the whole idea behind this whole thing is it's best to tempt them here and now in a manner we can control and correct, rather than allow weak will to fester within our ranks. So he is trying to he is trying to fast paced run a bunch of guardians through the. Basically the whole gambit <laughs> see what they did there. That uh Rezel Azir went through or the temptation that Rezal... only he's got this on like fast pace mode. Rezal slowly was corrupted. He's like, Let's get through this. Let us show guardians that they can use the darkness. If they're tempted too far, I need to go correct them. But we need to we need to progress because we're coming to a point where we're gonna need the light and the dark to progress, to succeed, to survive. And that's kind of his his thoughts and he's happy with it because he says gambit paid off whether or not we view it as a success shin does. So I guess that's my question.
1: How much you hate (laughs) it.
0: Yeah. See, that's why I was (laughs) satiated. I was satiated by that little, little bit he gave me and I didn't need to go back into gambit for more darkness. I already got what I needed.
1: (laughs) Hyman's like, I just do gambit to get (laughs) weapons and then I'm out. I hit what I need and I'm out. (laughs)
3: Like literally, hyven touches a single gambit match and he's like that's too dark for me
1: no, i've been doing Hiven a lot touches today, a single but... gambit and he's like what the heck is going on i hate this oh my god
0: uh, i hate <laughs> okay, I unrelated it. but i hate i think power power <laughs> weapons should not exist in any pvp mode but that's just me personally. i
1: called him on my way home from west virginia today and um, i was like hey hun and he was like hey I was like, "What you have to playing Gambit, and you can just like hear the anger ass. and shortness in his voice." It's
0: not, it's not bad, I'm, but <laughs> you know, it's just not my favorite. I prefer PVP, and the PVP in there is just whoever has Truth or Hammerhead, depending on what system you're on.
2: Or if you're really a like showstopper and out to make people remember you, you go in with a tractor cannon.
0: <laughs> Good luck with that, because half the time you really can't get that close to people. But yeah, if you can get close enough to them, it's pretty f- pretty funny.
2: I uh, <laughs> went in the other day with um, something you were commenting about earlier. People just like to stand in that uh, in that uh, pool and just start damaging the boss on uh, in Gambit Prime. So they popped a uh, a well of radiance in there too. So I just popped in behind them. Zoomed in, booped them all out of both both pool and well, and you into... Oh, I booped them. That's booped the word. I booped them right in the snoot. What oh, Booped
0: is <laughs> boop, boop <this laughs> the, what you do with tractor cannon. You boop them.
2: Because I got them and, <laughs> like, shoved them out from, like, behind them, they all went forward, and whoever didn't die from the initial push got thrown into the primeval and then stomped. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> no,
0: yeah, no, it's it's amazing, <laughs> amazing. how... That little knowledge can really make a difference. In Gambit Prime, everyone stands in the well. And if you don't stand in the well, oh, you just you confuse people. You just time your um, last last envoy uh, before the invader comes in so that you can actually do damage. But it was funny. We had a warlock try to invade. He assumed we were all going to be at the pool. We literally fired at the primeval for probably about five seconds after it said there was an invader. Mm-hmm. Knew it would take time for him to get to us. Then we all jumped out as this fool tried to pay, pop his uh, Chaos Reach, just assuming he was going to have easy mode hummy hummy ha, into one section, and we literally all just jumped out of the pool, turned around and sniped him, and the poor guy was like, crap. <laughs> but yeah, enough of Gambit. Fond memories of Gambit. Nobody wants any more Gambit. That's not a lie. I <laughs> everyone.
3: On a side note, since we're, we're already sidetracked,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very. Um, Continue.
3: there was one Gambit Prime match that I invaded, got one person with truth, got another person with truth. His teammate came up, revived that second person, got him with truth again. The teammate sat there and revived him again.
0: Oh, that says he was doing that on purpose to his poor buddy. Now. <laughs> no, most so of like,
3: my. <laughs> Go ahead. So like I got an army of one by From farming pool. a single guy three
0: times. Oh my oh, god. That's depressing. No, for me, it's just trying to learn the new meta on PC that's just a little different, Uh, the weapons that are used and things. I'm I'm a sniper, so I've never been a fan of uh, the power of Heavy in in Gambit. I like to kind of go in there and snipe at people. But, uh, yeah, Hammerhead is a... Yeah, it's fine. It's just, uh, so while console Truth runs
2: Reign Supreme
0: on uh, PC, Hammerhead runs the Gambit.
2: You always uh, go and whisper in their ear.
0: No, it's ridiculous. You can use <laughs> Gambit head like a sniper rifle. People will kill you from across the map with it.
2: But anyway,
0: Gambit played its part, and for Shin, it's over, and it's also over for me. Just kidding. I got to go back into Prime to get that spare rations. But I'm ready to move on back to our cards. If you guys are.
1: Yep. I mean, I guess. All right. Oh, that's me. Van. <clears throat> the darkest shadow. Vale. Have you seen? Bane. Callum? Vale. Yes. He's shed his dark name and preaches our weakness. Paints us as cowards. Bane. He is a preacher born. New members flock to his twisted doctrine daily. Vale. More than I'd hoped. Bane. So many fought to earn the title Dredgeon, only to throw it away when they found a voice that truly spoke to their anger and fear. Vale, are you surprised? Bane, not in the least. Disappointed, maybe. But surprised that the ignorant who fall under the thrall of any who stroked their hatred would be so easily swayed? Never. After all, was that our intent? Isn't that why Callum has taken this burden upon himself? Veil. It is. The division is becoming clear. As our numbers grow, more join Callum. As we gun them down, still more take up arms. The weak are being culled as intended.
3: I love the point here where they they talk about, you know, so many fought to earn the title Dredgen because that is actually a seal and people can actually equip the title dredgen
0: well just you i know you're just talking about kind of breaking the fourth wall but even in game that's kind of interesting we all kind of thought that everyone who had the dredgen title running around were like negative we were those shadows but he's kind of helping us to appreciate those people who are still wearing the dredgen title those are the guardian those are the guardians who kind of um are, are the good side of the shadows because now we see that the ones who are who are following the pure darkness uh they're following uh Call or Callum. That's why, as we just talked before, he shed his name. He ditched that whole Dredgen title. And so these Dark Guardians aren't even referred to as Shadows anymore. So that's kind of interesting. So all you uh, Dredgen title owners, if you stopped wearing your, your, your Dredgen title because you didn't want to be a Dark Guardian, wear it proudly. You can be one of the actual Shadows. So.
3: Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually taken it off, except maybe for the Moments of Triumph one.
0: I never got it. It required me doing too much Gambit but I have no titles because they all required <laughs> me to do things that I've either already done before or things that I don't want to do.
1: That's, yeah, if that's not the best description of you and how you live your life, man.
2: <laughs> I just want to say I am intuitive. one of the good dredgens. That's, that's good.
1: Are you, though? Are you? I
2: am. I, am. I don't use truth. <laughs> well, <I missed.
3: laughs>
1: yeah. Shots fired. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, they never miss. the same guy, guy three times. Anyways, cause you use a Anyone bell. have
0: any comments on the conversation between Vale and Bane and how the whole system is working out for him?
1: Nope. <sighs> Probably because the next card is something he actually wants to discuss.
0: Well, I want to discuss all the cards, but you know.
1: You know what? Your mom wants to discuss all the cards.
0: And I want you to be here for them all and you're about 52. to shut down. So. And
3: on that note,
1: I
0: will just jump into the new one. <laughs> Actually, oh, I have stuff to comment on. I was just fun. trying to actually... <laughs> of course we didn't you actually, do. We didn't actually talk about the card. We got derailed.
1: Somebody bring <laughs> me some chocolate.
0: So anyway, we see Vale know. here helps us to appreciate, as we mentioned at the beginning, Callum is going by Callum to all of his followers. He shed his dark name and preaches weakness. Um, And they, they refer to him, he's a preacher born. New members flocked his Twisted Doctrine daily. But Callum's doing... A fine job. He is so convincing that even they didn't expect so many people to go that way. But as they said, while they might be disappointed, they're really not surprised that this was something that they kind of expected. Um, Otherwise, they wouldn't have needed to do this in the first place. Um, So, once again, they acknowledge that while what's happening is kind of dark, this was the plan. This is what needed to happen. And then Vale ends with the fact that even as we gun them down, more grow. So, it honestly, it, it, what it's, what's happening is they're getting more dark guardians than guardians like us who are running that, you know, that thin line of gray. But as we really kind of continue on, Shin is really not looking to change all guardians. He's trying to find a catalyst to spark change. And even if he just gets us and a few of our friends, of course breaking the fourth wall, the you or the, the character player is actually like millions of guardians, you know. So. But even if he's only getting that one guardian to uh, run, to to get that that thin line of gray, he's still being successful because he is just trying to have a catalyst for the future. Um, While the majority of these followers are kind of going to the darkness, he sees that his his goal is, is working out. Anyway, that is a, I think I've lost track of my thought, and now I am ready to move on.
3: Last thoughts before uh, we move on?
1: Guys, guys, guys.
0: Nope, we're ready to move on.
1: Docking. I need cho- chocolate.
3: All right. So the next one is titled A New Legend to Guide Them. Do you see your role in all of this? Can you understand the importance of your deeds? The hero of the Red War, the judge, jury, and executioner of the scorned barons. Your legend has only grown since your revival. So many challenges faced. So many obstacles overcome. It is you who must now show the rest. Every guardian, every warrior, every huddled, hopeful, broken soul that we are ready to face any threat. And to do so, we must be willing and able to become masters of the light and the dark. This isn't to say we must give ourselves freely to the shadows, far from it, and quite the opposite. We must instead bend those shadows to our will, infuse them with light such that their sickness dims, but their power remains. And when they writhe and hiss and refuse to be bound to our resolve, we will see them destroyed until all that remains are those powers that will be honed and controlled and those that will be eradicated in the wake of our advance. From the brink of annihilation to our inevitable reclamation of this system and the stars beyond, it is you who must be the guiding light. It is you, the best of us. S.
2: So, let me finish here. I get the thought of shadow puppets whenever whenever, um, whenever this card is being read because he mentions bending the shadows to to our will, which the way you bend a shadow, if you think about it, is you change the direction or the angle or the intensity of the light. So the way that I'm reading this, and I may be completely off base, but um, the way I'm reading this is, Shin is basically saying it's up to us to show all of the other guardians how to do that. So we are kind of like we're kind of like the person holding the flashlight and angling the the beam of light to make the shadow go whichever way we want. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's that is kind of I think the point I was uh I was losing in the last card is. Exactly what you're saying. That you know, I was saying we're the spark we're that catalyst, Whereas this card says, that guiding lighters. You said kind of like that flashlight. Uh, we, he only needs one. He only needs one guardian to point the way to everyone else, um, and that is kind of us, as he says, the best of us. So no, I think that's a, it's a kind of a, that's a good comparison. Completely agree. Sorry, did you have something else to add with that, Sean?
2: Um, that kinda... no, I think that was about it.
0: All right. So then this card reminded me of something that we receive actually in the lore book that I wanted to read. Um, As Sean was making that comparison to us being kind of like that guiding force, we only needed that one guardian to guide. This philosophy or this thought of a a guiding light or a meshing of the light and the dark or having dark guardians, this is not new. Um, This is something that's actually been around. Shin was not the first, which is why this is something that really is important, and it's bigger than Shin, bigger than Yor, bigger than us. And that is actually the introduction to chapter two in the Grimoire Anthology, volume one, which is basically the it's basically the foreword for the whole story of Last Word, uh, Thorn, the Twindler's Ridge saga. And it is The Burden of Light. It's quite short. I just wanted to read this. It says, if there is light, there must also be darkness. One reveals the other. Tins it. Carves it like marble to reveal a new shape. There is a balance between them. Therefore, to understand the darkness, we study the light. Just as light is connected through space and time, so is the darkness. And, just as the light as those who serve, who act as hands and hearts and will, there are those who wield the dark in the same fashion. The light healed us. And so we have a responsibility to give it back the lives it has given us. There will be a day when we meet a new kind of guardian. Light and dark, power and weakness, guardian and guardian. Symmetry. So while they were viewed as kind of heretics and negative, the symmetry have been preaching the fact that light and dark have to be together to coexist for a long time. Uh, Mara actually said something very similar to this when we... Um, went into into her throne world for one of the the weeks, and I think we discussed that in quite possibly the Mara Sina, or I'm not sure, but we talked about how she talked about how you know the the dark, the, the the light shines through the darkest shadow, and then the shadow makes the light shine more brilliantly. Um, and so the symmetry says the same thing that with darkness you can't have you have to have light, and with light you have to have darkness. And they went as far as saying that someday we will have a new kind of guardian. And now they refer to a what it seems like a dark guardian and a light guardian. You know, Shin is we're, we're trying to do something, though, where we are in perfect balance, where we balance that light and dark in ourselves and are able to gain the benefits of both. Um, because currently what we are is, as it says, you know, as we've we talked about in the books of, of sorrow, you know, the darkness has its its heralds or its. Uh, servants and then the same for the sky or the light we have a responsibility to the light to the traveler because it's what gave us our power so we pay back to that but at some point we're going to ride that fine line between the two and achieve perfect symmetry so that was just kind of my wanting to point out that this philosophy has existed for a long long time and that shin is just trying to further that goal um, for that future growth of us but that is all i had on this one I don't know if anyone else has any thoughts off that.
3: I don't have thoughts off of what you said. Um, but as far as the card, this actually gives us a little bit of a timeline, un- unknowingly. But, um, because it talks about the hero of the Red War, the judge, jury, and executioner of the scorned barons. So this is at least post um, Forsaken.
0: Yeah. and we've always known because Gambit's new, and he talks about you know the current time frame. But yeah, this is just another well, and, and, good point to help us to see that like this is these are current letters he's writing to us. Right. All these ones have been like when we got them, they were supposed to be real time.
3: Well, because like the letters are real time now, but all the conversations with Callum are
0: before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, this book is a good example. Some of them, just kind of remember, what was it, Book of Unmaking? Half of them were, sorry, not Book of Unmaking. It was Every Rose of Thorn. Part of them continued on the Book of Unmaking. Yes. And then the other ones were letters from Shin, and that's kind of the same way. We have these letters marked S are the current letters from Shin, and the other ones are, like, past conversation. That's how I viewed it. I'm not sure if you guys saw that the same.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, like, it, it's showcased here uh, because Gambit was implemented after Cade's death, but all the talks with Callum are talking about, like, you know, those Guardians that earned the title Dredgen. That happened after Gambit was implemented, but before we found Callum's yeah. nuclear yeah. blast on in the Ascendant <laughs> Realm.
0: So yeah, while, so while all this stuff is current, that stuff is, the letters from um, Shin are very current, right?
3: And, and that was the only thing I wanted to point out, was that half this book is current letters, and then the other half happens in that very short time span between the drifter showing up in the tower, and, you know, when we actually find, or go looking
0: for Callum's body. And that's good. Anything to get timelines is always kind of helpful.
2: I think uh I think Mrs. Hyven is trying to make shadow puppets, though. Oh, nope, she's talking sign language.
0: So, quick pause. What you need, babe? Do I need to remove you from the call? I need
1: chocolate. You...
0: Yeah, I'm going I was finding
1: gonna... chocolate.
0: If I remove you from the call, will you just go to sleep? Just me do you want chocolate, to... Babe. No. no, I'm yeah, just... Yeah, don't do it. We need the bump bums later. We do, yeah. but she's
1: or maybe some mandarin at this point oranges?
0: half asleep and has not actually contributed anything. Just give and me I some think,
1: mandarin oranges. I honestly think you
0: need to go to sleep for your own well-being.
1: I honestly face. think.
0: Can like,
1: Who are you?
0: Can we take a group vote? <laughs> Does everyone else think that Mrs. Hyvin kind of needs some sleep right now, and that any semblance of What's like that? sanity are gone.
3: You need something? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Alamis, you ride that fence.
0: He's, she's <laughs> literally been talking about chocolate for the last two cards.
1: Well, because I'm, I'm, nobody's uh, brought me any chocolate.
2: I'm just gonna say, if I try to say anything negative, uh I will literally potentially right. get shot in the back. He so fears I'm just gonna me say more no. than
1: he loves you. Ha 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 quick
0: question. Do you have any thoughts on this card? Do you even know what, what's happening? That kind of determines if you're going to continue on or not. I'm not
1: trying how to kick it, you off of
0: the podcast. I just feel like fair? if you're if are you, you're so sleepy, you are not I able to even. I spent the whole function. card
1: reading looking for that chocolate picture and exactly. figuring out how to post it in so the group chat.
0: I think it's time for you to call it a bedtime. All right.
1: How about you don't kick me? How about I just chill here? And maybe if I fall asleep you wake me up to at least read my last card and do and then again to do the bump bums.
0: that's fine. As long as you stop throwing distracting gifts and throwing up chocolate sign language which is what people are trying to talk.
1: Some to. chocolate gang signs?
0: Turn off your video at least. Something. Okay. Stop! stop. Not you. Sean.
2: <laughs> do, you, do you see our chat, Elemist? <laughs>
3: Uh, it hasn't updated
2: yet. Oh, just wait. How for can...
1: many blessings. Completely, we're <laughs> completely done one. at this point.
2: All right. Well, Sean, you have the next reading. Indeed. <clears throat> the Culling. Vale. It is time. Callum. I am ready. Vale. You cannot return from this. Callum. Yeah, that was the deal. Vale. And you go forth with no regrets? Callum, we've riled the foolish and set the trap. If my end is the means by which we can ensure a generation of those whom the shadows would corrupt or removed from the playing field, then my end is welcome. Vale, braver words have never been spoken. Callum, and Paola? Vale, your ghost understands as well as you. She's safe now, with Bane. Even a new shell and... Sad, but aware of what is at stake. Callum. Whose ghost was this? Fail. Unknown. A dead thing wrapped in your familiar's carcass. Simply play your part, stab the thing, and when you are gone, I will plant the audio to set you as the martyr and myself as the villain. Callum. And what if they discover Malfer and Orsa are one and the same? Fail. They will not. Callum, then onward, right? Vale, ever. Callum, it's been an honor. Vale, the honor is now, has ever been, and will always be, mine. Callum, too kind. Go well, friend. Vale, I will, brother. RTL.
3: Two things I want to point out here. So, Paola, or Paula. Um, That's Callum's ghost. And quite literally, they just slap a new ghost shell on her and give her to Bane. Um, And then they go find a dead ghost and they're like, yeah, that's the one that we're going to make this scene with.
0: Yep. And they put his ghost shell on it, wrapped in his familiar's carcass.
3: Yep. And the second thing, and I know I'm going to get hatred because everybody wants to point this out, all the main core. Dredgen Group know that Malfer, you know, Shin Malfer and Orsazire are the same person.
0: Yeah. And that was a lot of... All the, uh, yeah, there was controversy. When I read the past books, I assumed this, but then I listened and read that a lot of people were like, oh no, we don't think they do. And then it was like, oh, it's kind of 50-50. Who knows? Who doesn't know? Yeah.
3: And, like, because it was always up in the air, there were comments made that made it sound like he kept it from them, or he didn't. But now we have actual proof.
0: And it makes their interaction a lot more uh, touching, I think. It's kind of a way you... I think that's the best thing to say for it. Yeah. He's looking... They're good friends, as they say. You know, they call each other friend. looking each other in the eyes and having to play this charade. Shin's shooting down his best friend, and Callum's just like... Yeah, you know, making that sacrifice. So I think it holds a lot more weight when they both know each other and they both appreciate what the other are doing. Yeah. R- RTL. Yeah. And I think we've covered it before, but RTL is returned to light. So it's a final death of sorts. We
3: just covered it.
0: Yeah, we did in K- with Cade, correct? Yeah, that's the first time I think we actually see it. Kind of a coincidence, but yep. we see that referred to there. Um, One thing I wanted to point out is, so them, Shin killing Callum was not to like, okay, you know, you've, these shadows, they've played their part, let's put an end to this little group. No, it's to further on draw more guardians in um, who, you know, who need to be cleansed. Uh, He's continuing this manipulation, as he says, the audio was set as to play to set you as the martyr, myself as the villain. So, you know, you could look at this as him ending their group, but no, he's planning this to not, like, be a warning. He's planning this knowing that those who are truly going down the wrong path will see Callum as a martyr, and they will be, like, more motivated than ever. So, even in death, Dredgen Call is still playing his part. So, I mean, if that isn't like kind of going out with you know, something if th- that's kind of like the best way to go out, to know that you've played your part and that even when you're gone, your legacy can truly continue on. Uh, Sean, what you got about that?
2: Or anything um, in this card? I was actually going the, the same way that you were. I kind of saw how it says um, how it brought out that he was setting himself up as the villain. And for a second it took me a double take but then I realized he was talking like like you said they were just furthering the the charade or the gambit um, to bring out the ones who might have been a little bit they're like no nah, we're not going to get in we're going to we're going to stay uh and maybe a bit the hiding. side yeah. yeah and so they were trying to make a big like a big wave to bring out the rest of them um and I like how they see it is that out shin can see both sides of it he can see that to them he's the villain it's not just i am always the beacon of the golden gun i am the good in person but to them he is he's the boogeyman basically so i i liked the fact that he could see that and he can see that to them Callum is this beacon of what is right
0: yeah i mean once again we see we see batman to be honest <laughs> Um, Shin is Batman confirmed I mean literally he is kind of he's not the hero maybe that they want but he's the hero they need he he doesn't view himself as a hero he's you know not a he's not a villain you know I guess he's closer to kind of like you know the the anti-hero kind of thing he's got the uh, the makings of the good guy but he's doing he's taking the actions that nobody else maybe kind of has the What's the best way to wear this? Has the fortitude to take and to handle. So he knows that he's the villain, but he knows that it's what needs to be done. So he's he's the good guy, but he's he's also playing he's playing the dark part. You know, he's the villain to obviously the the these dark guardians who don't want to get killed. But he's almost kind of painted a little bit of a villain by like someone like you know Anor who understands that they're kind of on the same side, but does not. Um, I would say that Honor does not. Her, she does not. Yes, yeah, she doesn't quite line up with what he's doing. So he, he's kind of his his good guy act is kind of a, a fuzzy line there. But we had the conversation also, you know, he said this is RTL, but his ghost isn't gone. So there's nothing to say that Callum couldn't come back. We had this discussion on Focus Fire Chat, and I think we mentioned that unless Shin's Golden Gun is somehow more unique than every other's Hunter's Golden Gun, um, guard, Guardians come back from being killed by Supers and crucible all the time. Um, so, Callum could have been, you know, rezzed by his ghost, and they could be living somewhere on a nice beach, just, you know, enjoying life. <laughs> but the point is, Callum, as we know, is gone. He was not going to be able to come back from this in the sense that, you know, he he his actions he played his part and he needed to to be gone. So whether he stays gone, I think we kind of we discussed that, but you know, I think probably he does, but there's a there's a there's some consideration that he could come back honest.
3: And and going off of that, like Shin says, you cannot return from this. And it's unclear whether we're meaning you need to stay dead or you need to stay out of the shadows.
2: Mm, yeah, because like mind.
3: they could easily have Paola or Paola, however you want to say it, um, revive him, give him new armor. You know, never take the helmet off, and he would pass as a new guardian. Um, but he would never be able to join the shadows.
0: And my thinking was that I think he would. The idea is that he stays gone. Um, Granted, when all this stuff kind of comes to pass, when all this is over, maybe he could come back. There's no, I don't think we have anywhere about how long a ghost has before they res their their guardian. Um, We've had references of ghosts talking about losing their guardian, never being able to find them, therefore never being able to res them. But there isn't like a timeline. It's not like, gotta res this guy, five second rule, or, you know, it's it's too late. Um, So for all we know, he could come back. Uh, but I I kind of made the argument that I think when the Shadows signed up for this, they all kind of agreed that they had a, they had an expiration date, that this group was going to end, and that quite literally, they might possibly end. I think Shin even understands that, in the same way and Yor was kind of looking for someone to further that for him to end. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Sean, you have any thoughts on Callum? Making a return, I don't think he'll return in Destiny, but just in lore sense.
2: I mean, just like in comics, um, like you said, the ghost is still alive, so there is a possibility for for um, him to come back. But I also do think it's for them. They it is a one way trip for as far as they know. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten the talking between him and him and uh, Shen. Now, given that could be even more, like even more misdirection, but I think for this, it's for them, it's it's a one-way trip. He is being made the martyr so that they can then weed out all of the rest.
0: I agree. All right, you guys ready to move on? I think it's back to you, Elemist. You guys are just taking turns from here on out. Yep,
3: I will be covering the brilliance of Bloom. Rose was never any more special than any other weapon of its time. It didn't fire faster or hit harder. Its power came from the hands that held it. Azir was a gifted destroyer, a rare and mighty defender. And much like far older legends, his deeds and manner, his weapons and journeys, have taken on lives of their own. So too, in time will yours. I don't know that he ever reflected on his legacy. Truth told, I'd imagine he never considered his own death until after becoming the other, until after becoming your. I often wonder if he was aware of the monster he began, or whether even in that twisted, dark, nightmarish form, he still saw himself as the noble warrior, the defending knight giving all of himself to protect his crumbling castle. It's possible Vincent knows, though I would never ask him. There is still a soft spot there, a pained longing for the friend he'd lost. My point is, sometimes we are forced to become other as we make our way along our individual roads. You, however, have been true to yourself at every turn, always facing forward. Always accepting the burden of impossible odds. Not because of glory, but because of necessity. A thing needed doing that we may all live to see another day. And so you did. Time and again. Your legend already spreads. But what you do next, as you conquer light and shadow, will set us all on our Wave toward a future where generations will be fueled by your righteous might. You are the bloom that will serve as inspiration for the stories used to bolster the courage of countless heroes to come. You are all I and untold others could never be. A beacon. A champion. A true and honored guardian. S.
2: Um, just to... Just for um those who may not know i'm going to ask the question being a little bit of mrs Hyvin right here just to ask the question who is vincent
0: so i've never heard we didn't actually discuss that on focus fire it was something i wanted to bring out um but for all i found it fairly clear to that would be judging uh, dredging yours judging
2: yours ghost
3: from the context here i would agree
2: and that's what i was thinking but i figured just in case uh, just to kind of make sure if anyone because i know i whenever i'm listening to things if i hear something i don't necessarily know in a thing that i do know i'll latch on to it so
0: yeah exactly no. the second we saw that name it was like what Who? who is this and how who else could have a soft spot for dredgen Yor, other than his poor ghost
3: i mean well, well, yeah. and, and he, well, and here's the thing, like, it says it's possible Vincent knows, though I would never ask him, there is still a soft spot there, a pain a longing for the friend he'd lost. So, like, it, it was referring to Rezel, you know, the friend he'd lost, and we know that ghosts and guardians have a special bond. So, like, that right there, it, it, it points it out almost completely clear. Um, yeah. Without actually spelling out, Vincent is his ghost.
0: As you know, as far as we know, you know, guardians don't have family or children or anything to that way. So you know, who else can we really be talking about? Um, so I think it's pretty clearly his ghost, which is pretty exciting because we've never seen that.
2: Hmm.
0: What was your other? What are your other points there, Sean?
2: Um, that was the main one. But oh, that was the main question. But I like how whenever. He first starts off. he starts off with um, Rose was never any more special than any weapon. it I mean, if we look at it in game now, it's really, really not that special. It's kind of a it's kind of just a well rounded thing. Uh,
0: it's like a beautiful base weapon, but it literally has no fancy perks or anything yeah. involved. It's yeah. really good in the hands of somebody who knows how to use it, which is kind of fitting for what it's supposed to be
2: so i I like the fact that he brings out. It was because it was in his hands that it felt like it could hit harder, shoot faster, shoot farther, shoot more accurately. Um, Similar, like, if you ever watch anyone who's ridiculously good at Crucible, it's like, how did they hit that? I can never hit that. Um, If you try to use that weapon like them, it just won't work. Um, But similar to that, it's because it was in his hand. That's why it was so effective. Yeah. That was my other thought.
0: Yeah, and I think that's because he shows how powerful, you know, Resolzir was just as a defender of the light, as a guardian. Not because he had some special powers, but just that he was a powerful individual. And that's why Dredge and Yor was also kind of so powerful. I do
3: So latching back onto the Vincent thing, I went onto Ishtar Collective and searched, and the only time Vincent actually comes up <laughs> in lore is this card.
0: It's a brand new name, so it's pretty exciting when you see that. Yeah, I think it's pretty sure, pretty much like a sure thing.
3: But that also, that like that also brings up the fact that if Callum could come back, and there's no stipulation on time, Yor could come back.
0: Yeah, I mean that is true. You know, Jaren. We talked about how Jaren couldn't come back because he was killed by a weapon of sorrow. Literally, like, sucks the light out of you. There's nothing, there's no spark to, there's nothing for the ghost to spark to bring back. Um, But as far as we know, light has never been able to kill light in the same way, which is why we commented on that golden gun of Shins, even if it's the first or the most powerful, as far as we know, it follows the same laws of any other golden gun. And so, if that's the case, Except you that would it lasts be right. forever. Yeah. You would be right. It is unique, but, yeah, I mean, that is a good question. I think that really, that comes back, Callan, Callum and Yor were killed by the same thing, um, so if one could come back, the other also could. So, um, once again, I think that really just consists of what is Shin's golden gun. Um, I would argue that we've never seen light so powerful that it kills light. You know, that's kind of what, like, Drifter was looking for, something of fight light, and that's kind of where weapons of sorrow came from, um, so, so I think you, that would be pretty interesting. I don't so, know if anyone uh, ever would, but he could, right. I guess. So to argue
3: a, a little bit, it, like you had, had specifically said, like you know, we haven't seen a, a golden gun powerful enough that you know light could kill light. But your didn't have his ghost. He abandoned Vincent, supposedly Vincent um long before he died and at this point callum had the plan going so he didn't have a ghost either exactly so then it's literally survival with only one life
0: it's the same way when rezil azir left his ghost and went down when he originally um kind of met the hive he said he was gonna go down there and he left his ghost and his ghost says, No, don't because if you get de- if you're gone, I might not be able to find you. This will be your last death. You know, the same way we talked about in our last episode with Cade, when Lush lost his ghost, it was his you know, it was his final death. Or when Cade's ghost dies in that mission, your ghost is like, We gotta hurry. If Cade dies, he's gone for good. So it wasn't that he was his life was ended in some special way. It was just the fact that Dregenure didn't have a ghost, so his death was his death. And that Which, actually I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sean. I have something well, I wanted to mention in one of the other Thorn cards, but. Uh,
2: um, I'll let one you thought so. I've always. And I think if. I, mm, I want to say Focus Fires touched on it, but I'm not entirely sure. So the way a ghost brings you back, how will they bring you back specifically? Um, I have always imagined it as kind of they have a saved game of you, and they just keep overwriting that. Whenever they whenever you get either killed or they rescan you in some way, shape, or form. But a thought that I just had, what if they just they're just one of those people who just keep making new save files instead of overwriting it? So theoretically, if that were the case, I don't think it is, but that was just kind of a headcanon. Pop. Um, theoretically, if that were the case, couldn't they reset Dredgen to back to Azir?
0: So in your understanding i would say yes however my view of the way guardians work is we know that everyone has some type of light um ghosts are drawn to something in individuals at some point i rec i i um kind of compare it to a fire so a ghost first time they ever make a guardian they they make a spark or the beginnings of a fire and then when that fire dies down or when a guardian's killed there's always that spark. There's always those smolders. They basically just rekindle and they get that fire going again. Uh, the only way to actually kill them is to kill those, that spark, that original thing. And that requires, like, imagine throwing a bucket of water on it or something to the effect of, you know, um, weapons of sorrow and that kind of thing. But for me, it's not that they have a saved file. It is something that they can literally, like, fuel back up, turn back on. So I just thought of it. it's, it's like rekindling a fire or rekindling their light less than it is kind of like an Exos reset kind of thing. Fair enough. What about you, Omas? What do you say, Phil?
3: So, I'm actually going to point to a story in the Ghost Stories lore book titled, Whether Windmills or Cranes. Mm. It's the Don Quixote card. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's something in here that, that makes me think that, like, it can't reverse too far back um like it it can't reverse the guardian too far back or them at an earlier point in their life because the and the card i'm I'm specifically talking about there's a a guardian who is resed and he develops a mental illness that he starts imagining certain things being things that they are not like I argue that being.
0: that guy's not as crazy as we think, because some of his thoughts about the Traveler might be true, but that is another... And I think right. he had some type of weird vision that screwed him all up, but anyway.
3: Right. Um, but, so, he, he had this this mental illness, and like it ended up killing him, and his ghost was like, I, I can't do this anymore, and moved on. But...
0: Ghost couldn't fix him. He just had to leave him. Right. Let him rest.
3: If Sean's theory was the way it worked, then the ghost could have easily gone, okay, well, he was perfectly fine at this point, so let's just load that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that would really be them almost reversing time. It's not that they're... Like, their pair of calls on a way that they can bring their guardian back, not reverse time. Um, it's It was described, actually, in one of the other ghost story cards... Um, with the Guardian who was forever lost. Forever lost when he jumped off and was forever floating. It was actually referred to of almost the ghost reaching into a separate space-time. And it, it really kind of went with the infinite universe theory, that there is some timeline where the Guardian survived, and so it basically pulls that timeline into existence and makes it the one that is happening. So in that way, it can it can it cannot reverse time. It can only forward time. It can just it basically sets in a timeline where you survived and things keep on going. It's not a reverse time or load in uh, Guardian 1.0 kind of thing.
3: So I actually found the part where it's talking about it. Yep. Um, perhaps, perhaps, but certain members of a cult I shall not directly name have their own specific interpretation of this process. When you bring him back, they told me, you must have a template, an image to provide you with the information you need. Where do you find that template? Simply in a neighboring timeline, a place where he is still alive and intact. And wherever there is great danger, wherever the probability of death is too high, then those timelines become scarce and hard to reach. And so you find the zones where guardians cannot easily be remade
0: like darkness zones that we mm, talked yes. about how that describes a darkness zone so basically there are certain parts where all the timelines lead to failure you know if you watch the you know in the avengers you know <laughs> doctor strange said there was only one timeline he looked at all realities and there was only one timeline where they won and of course it's a movie so they make that one timeline work but in the same way with a the guardian there is a point where there is no safe template for you to bring back so I'm not sure if you'd ever ever heard or listened to that card, Sean, but that is why it's just future workouts theory. That's kind of the best interpretation we have gotten about a uh, ghost resing their guardian.
2: No, I was... I did, it answers it. Plus, I was thinking also back to uh, Asher or Asher. Um, yeah. And if that were the case, he would just be able to be... Boop! You're going yep, yep,
0: yep. That's true. That's true so they can bring back life but they can't alter time um and, and sh- well go ahead
3: and the okay. short actual answer is we don't really know
0: nobody yeah, really don't.
3: knows
0: there's theories but i think you've we've now we with you know the don quixote card with asher you know with all this stuff we've just talked about we've shown that no there's no record of a of a guardian being reset so as far as we know it can't be done like that right And uh, the only thing I wanted to comment on in this card before we move on, and I suppose we definitely kind of had a little tangent, but I think it was a a good one, um, is the part where he sends off his ghost. Um, And I forget exactly where I was going to tie it in, Uh, uh, but basically this is where we get a little bit of the yours mentality at the end where he sent his ghost off. I just want to read the last couple lines of Thorn 4. It starts with, uh, actually, I think yours. It says that a hurricane can only be weathered, not stopped, not redirected. The force of nature is uncaring and without intent. But a man, the ghost says, yes, a man is none of those things. A man can be killed. And there it is. There what is? A sliver of hope. So he had the conversation with his ghost. Actually, um, it's actually, sorry, now that I'm actually looking at it the proper way, his ghost is basically describing him to a storm and telling him that, you know, a man can be killed. And that's when Yor says, you know, there it is. And he's like, what? A sliver of hope. Um, so it's kind of ironic that Rezal Azir's big thing was to bring hope. And in that card, Dredgen Yor said that he also wants to bring hope to the masses only to take it away. But at the end... He once again ends with hope that his hope is that, to be honest, he could find someone who could kill him. So he sent his ghost away, whether or not it was like a passing of the torch. um, I need to find someone who is stronger than me. And that's how I think Shin views it or whether he was just a troubled individual who wanted it to end. We don't entirely know, Uh, but we see that it's some some in some way. He understood that he was not going to continue on, that he kind of, at one point he would end, and that someone would continue on. And We're going to kind of see that that is the case, especially in the very, very, very last card. Um, we'll see Shin's interpretation of the whole situation, but that's just something I wanted to to throw in there, because I think it's relevant to the whole um, feel of these
2: cards.
3: Absolutely. All
2: right. I think we have, we have two more left? Uh, two more and one very long one. Well, two of them, but yeah, one of them pretty
0: long. You get that one, Sean.
2: I do, that I do. We've had
0: longer, actually, man. You'd be surprised.
2: That's fair. All right. <laughs> the Long Goodbye. I told you I was done once the last word was in your hands, but that letter, as with most things, was another test. I gave you all the guidance I could and all the reassurance, but needed to see you acting upon all you have learned of direct, or free of my direct hand. Sure, the vanguard and your other allies, old and new, were around to aid you. But as always, you forged a trail all your own. Ever true to yourself. Ever strong and defiant against the endless tide that threatens us all. Your consistent heroism and ability to adapt your skills and aggression to face ever-evolving trials prove you worthy of my confidence. This is why I shared my truths with you, my journey, the shadows, our purpose, our sins. When you sought Thorn, the hated yin to the world's noble yang, I knew you were headed in a fateful direction that would see me and mine as nothing more than afterthoughts in the wars to come. That I may have served as a catalyst for even a sliver of all your continued growth is an honor. All of my faith says you will be a linchpin in the building of a new world. One where absolutes absolutes cower to the might of compromise. Where light tempers dark and dark opens new insight into the light's many undiscovered gifts. From this moment on, my closet, allies, and I will be gone. Our job is done. And despite appearances, our purest intent was never as simple and mundane as to rile and endanger, though such tactics were needed. No, our task was always to find those, like yourself, who could further the meaning of what it means to be a guardian, and to push you forward in ways never before considered or allowed. Part of me worries that you will hold some level of contempt for the manner in which I have chosen to work, The vanguards certainly do, and they do not endorse it, though they abide it. They don't know everything the Shadows and I have done. It is better that way. But know this. As clearly as you know anything, the means justify the ends, and there is no part of me that regrets the choices I've made. The circumstances that have led us all here. Let me reread that. That's more of a question as opposed to a statement. The circumstances that have led us all here? Yes. There is a pain at the very heart of me that any of us must exist in this terrible world we have, in part crafted for ourselves, but no above all things. It is our enemies, those who have come from out of the black to hinder our every advance who deserve our ire. They are wicked, and they are boundless in their villainy. I speak not only of the Hive, or the Fallen, the Vex, or the Cabal. There are enemies at every turn, including a small, but growing faction, of the champions you call brothers and sisters. Be ever mindful of the selfish and ill-prepared. They are few, but they are a constant among any group striving to better themselves. And they will drag you down into the Abyss faster than any Taken Horde or Red Army. Good luck, Guardian. Hero. Friend. The true shadows are no more. Only myself, Gray, Moss, Pavik, and Yasul remain. And we take our leave of these wars. The rest, those guided by ignorance or fear, have been gunned down. And with your help, the hated name Dredgen has been reclaimed, worn now, by heroes. Do good, Guardian. Be brave. S.
3: The thing that I'm latching on here is the last remaining five Shadows of Yore are retiring. Um, and, and, like, it, it, was. it's just like what Hyven was saying earlier. Uh And with your help, the hated name Dredgen has been reclaimed, worn now by heroes. So quite literally, if you've got the Dredgen title, wear it. Wear it with pride at this point.
0: Yeah, you know, that was something I actually really didn't pick up on reading these until now. That he straight up says, we reclaim the hated name Dredgen. That Dredgen title that was handed out, maybe as a joke by Drifter, that's worn in, in lore, sense, by the Guardians who succeeded, took the dark power without the corruption. It is actually a title to be proud of, which is pretty cool. Um, and I wanted to comment on a part, you know, I had noticed here, he talks about how the, the light and the dark balance each other. He says where light tempers dark and the dark opens new insight into the light's many undiscovered gifts. That's also something I never thought of. It's not necessary that we're using the dark to become more powerful, but in fact, he mentions the fact that the dark could actually help us to discover new powers that we've had that we just never appreciate. So it's one of those things, you know, as uh, the symmetry, as Mar, everyone keeps saying that dark makes the light shine brighter. Um, sometimes, as you know, they say you don't, you don't, you don't under, you don't see, you don't appreciate something until it's gone or you don't notice something unless it's right in front of your face. It's that thought that sometimes you need that balancing force to help us to appreciate the power we have. So it's really cool to think about the possibilities. Um, And then one of the possibilities that I kind of like is more of a possible in-game kind of thing, um, that there are enemies at every turn, including a small but growing faction of champions you call brothers and sisters. So wouldn't it be pretty cool for us to fight Dark Guardians as enemies of some sort in a D3 or something like that, or a new expansion. I think that would be really, really cool. Um, Elemist and me discussed a raid where the enemy was maybe a uh, a dark fire team. The boss was like the boss was a dark guardian, or I was thinking even a fire team of like dark guardians. And like the last match was like almost like a crucible match against like AI kind of thing where they had. You know, kind of imagine, like, Gaul. Remember when he was using the Guardian abilities? Only it was literally just, like, a bunch of powerful Dark Guardians. I think that would be, like, a really cool concept. And something... I'm not 100% sure how to pull it off, but I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, Sean? Uh,
2: off on a slight tangent of that, if it ever is to the point of us phasing off against Dark Guardians, would we end them, like he like he's been doing? Or... Like we did with the original Thorn, would we try to cleanse them of that? Because earlier, earlier uh, I can't remember which one it was, but he mentioned something about us um, burning away the corruption of them and kind of not completely getting rid of it, but kind of keeping it under control.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think Shin's mentality, we would end them. And now that I'm, now that you're saying that, you know, we've been talking about if his golden gun is powerful enough to, like, end a guardian. You know, we, when we, he goes and ends guardians, we've never really heard if he kills their ghost. We learned from the thing with the Nord that there's basically a... They have an item they can throw on a ghost to incapacitate it. Is he doing that? Is he killing ghosts? Like that... Um, you know, when he killed Dredgen Yor, we talked about how he could not be killed by normal bullets from Last Word, but the golden gun was a hot fire that, like, burned the festering disease. So part of me is actually wondering if Shin's Golden Gun might actually have the power to end to final death. Uh, but you know, us fighting fight, fighting guardians, you know, dark guardians, we'd have to kill their ghost in order to end them, as far as we know.
3: Um, unless they've they've completely they've forsaken ditched their, their ghost. ghost.
0: That's true. It could just be the fact that all of those guardians have ditched their ghost because they're you know. So still well, still I mean, still would love could, to know.
3: Or they could write write it so that you know the guardian has has forsaken the light to the point that they are dark. Yeah. So then the ghost can't res-, res them because they are dark.
0: That's true. It Which, would be interesting. So then, there's a lot. There's a lot to do to go unpack with that.
3: Right. Like at this point, this is all just pure speculation.
0: Yeah.
3: For, on my part, at least.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think no, we're all speculating here. All right. Do you have anything else to add? For this? Are we ready to get into? I know you're scheduled for the last reading, and if you want to read it, feel free, but I'd love to read a card if you don't mind. Unless you go specifically want this one. I don't want to take away it. the end.
3: No, go for it.
0: All right. Then I will take a crack at reading our final card. Final Whisper. And that is the all of it. A journey from nowhere to here. From your life. And that is the all of it. A journey from nowhere to here. From my life to yours. It all started with your. But now, the journey is yours. I never told anyone this. Not even Tevin. The first whisper I heard was not aboard your ship where we found his writings. Nor was it when we followed his path and resurrected our own diseased replicas of Thorn. The the first whisper... I'm going to start over, actually, and read your comments. The first whisper was on the ridge, standing over his body. Just before I released the final two sun-baked charges into his limp, motionless body, there was a faint calling, wicked words, and a hateful tongue. I've lived with those words every day and every night since. They were simple. They were quiet. And they were this, nothing ends. For the longest time, I took them as a threat, as the abyss, offering a promise that death had not been sated that day and that it would come as it always has for everyone and everything we know. But that would mean death is something to fear, that the natural order is our enemy. And then years, decades later, I got to thinking about your, more importantly, about Azir. And I came to a realization that doesn't have to be true to be my truth. And it is this. Those words were not the abyss. They were not a worm's whisper or a vile promise, nor were they a threat. They were a warning from Azir to me. A fight had ended, but not the fight. He was telling me, warning me, that a journey had ended, but many more were to come. The same goes for you, your, me, the shadows, thorn, the last word. In the wake of your legend, we will all be footnotes, afterthoughts, forgotten by most. And someday, another will make the same of you. This is our purpose, this is our charge, to inspire those who continue our efforts. So go now. This chapter is over. But remember now. And remember always. Nothing ends. S. Yes.
3: This is such a good way to end this chapter. Of the story. Like I, I don't see this being the end of the story. I see this being the end of the chapter. Because at this point. <clears throat> our guardian has the original last word. And the original Thorn converted to Lumina.
0: Yeah, I view this as a passing of the torch. Um, based off of what John Goff has said, interviewing you know with Focus Fire Chat and stuff, I think there's a possibility this might be the last card we get from Shin. Um, that the the your Shin story might be over. You know, he stated that in his head this story could go on forever, but you know at some point there would be. An end, as far as possibly in you know what we received, um, and honestly, I think this is kind of a would have be a perfect end because it's been passed on to now. I mean, he specifically says that we're all going to fade away, we're all going to be footnotes, and that someday the same could happen to you. I think at this point we are going to write our own st- chapter to this this novel. As you said, this the story is continuing, but the chapter is over. Dredging your played his part, Shen played his part. And I think continuing on, it's it's going to be about us, you know. And this is like one of the original stories from uh, lore from Destiny One. And so I don't know if it can ever be over. I think it's going to progress into seeing the growth of Dark Guardians and us as that Guardian who's able to to mesh the two, the light and the dark. And so we might not be getting any more messages from Shin, but we're going to continue that. However, he told us. Just in the last card that uh, last time he wrote us it was supposed to be the last time he wrote us, so <laughs> you never right know. So, like
3: this could just be another test.
0: nothing ends <laughs> but, um, yep. Yep. oh man the, the amount of puns and like ways you can throw that in there no, that nothing ends line uh, right they just they just keep coming because nothing ends
3: <laughs> and like oh, I sh- was perfectly fine with you taking the final card because let's be real nothing ends.
0: That's true. You can continue on. That just means this podcast has to go on forever. And if we no don't, have, wants someone else will. Me me someone, someone else will, you know. <laughs> Sean, did you have any something on this grand, like, final telling of a card?
2: Um, I don't entirely think so. In all honesty, I think you guys covered it pretty well. Um, one thing I did like is how, is, is thought at least of how. The whisper, the words that he hears in his mind, it's not coming from a dark place. It's coming from this warrior, this noble, like light pillar, is basically what Azir is, what uh, Rezal Azir was, um, and coming to him to kind of pass the torch to him that nothing ends. So I like the fact that it it even says it as it was in a hateful tongue but he's not taking it as this nothing ends it's more of him getting this i don't want to say encouragement um this the word i'm thinking insight um, yeah. that that nothing ends from this other pillar of light yeah
0: that's actually what i wanted to comment as a talking point um is what shin says here that About Azir, I came to a realization that doesn't have to be true to be my truth. And it was, as you said, that he was viewing your as passing on the story to him. How do you guys feel about that? There's definitely, obviously, bias is read. He expresses his bias. I have the same bias as Shin because it kind of makes a better story on some level. But also, I think that there's more depth to it. But how do you feel? Do you feel that Dredge and Yor was just corrupted? Or do you feel like there was a larger thing happening here?
3: I I want to believe that there's a larger thing happening there. Um, because like you said, it leads to a better story. You know,
2: Sean, know, you? Oh, sorry.
3: He didn't d- just turn evil for the sake of turning evil. Like there was an end goal.
2: I, my thought of it is, I think it could be like... Um like a sickness almost, which is what it's described as basically with the darkness where, and you'll see this a lot of time with like Alzheimer's patients, even though they have this debilitating, this debilitating mental illness. Um, every once in a while they'll get a, they'll get a moment of clarity. And if you ever watch a lot of movies, you'll see that moment of clarity is right at the end when it makes the most impact, uh, whether it's an alien taking a, taking them over or whatever. Um, but the way I could see it is, at this point, he already knew that he couldn't do anything. He's His is gone. But in that moment, he might have the clarity to pass that on to Shin and say, hey, this is how it's going to work. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. And, you know, because the reason that I kind of always felt, I guess I just say, I always felt that Dredgen Yor had a larger end goal. It was just the feeling I get. Every time I read, or I read these cards, or I should say it was the feeling I got when I first read these cards, it was just the fact that, you know, of, I just always felt like Dredgen Yor, before it was stated implicitly, that he was giving people the first shot. That he, you know, that book, the card that I just read, that he was looking for someone to end him one day. And I've always had that feeling. And it seems like eventually, when Shin calmed down and his anger subsided a bit, he, re- he realized that too. So whether or not it's true, I've had that same feel, and I think it was written to give us that feel. And honestly, you know, the writer here is amazing. He said multiple times that he writes these to be interpreted in different ways by different people, that you can get what you want. And I think that is the beauty of this story that literally nothing ends. You can continue to interpret and get stuff from this every time you read it, depending on who you're talking to. And I think it's beautiful. It's a beautifully written story. and in-game lore, it is a it is a beautiful yet dark like change turn of events that have led us to where we are now. And so this is why it's always been my story. And maybe I'm biased, but I think that there is some grander meaning <laughs> in this whole thing. Definitely. Or at least that I hope we can get something out of it. Definitely a bit biased there.
2: Yep, yep. Also, I just want to add in, I may have done dumb. I didn't realize we were talking about the... Uh... Like him, like his entire goal. So I was still thinking of the whisper at the end. <laughs> um, For what? That he? That he had that moment of clarity with the whisper. Oh,
0: yeah. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, I understand what you're saying there. I kind of thought that he had that moment of clarity a long time ago. I think he realized that he was dark the day that he said, you know, he told his ghost to leave and to never call him Resolazir again. Was the day he realized that he was corrupted. He never wanted to. He didn't want to taint the memory of Reshazir because he knew that Reshazir was a good man. And however, he knew that what he wanted to do was become dark. And while he couldn't change that, he embraced that wholeheartedly. He was never a good person, but he had the clarity to know that someday he would be ended. And he used his dark path to, you know, basically make Shin created shin he took this boy who for all intents and purposes was innocent granted he had some some light because he'd been res before but he formed this kid into the the man who is now passing the torch on to us so i think he put this plan in motion maybe not because he wanted to have a good deed but at some point as you said he had that moment of clarity i think a long time ago knowing that at least some good could come from his horrible actions But I see what you're saying, too, that like maybe at the end there, that was like his final warning. He wanted to leave something for him. Cool. All right. Well, I can't tell if Elemist has been falling asleep for the last 30 minutes or Or if he's just been looking down. But um... (laughs) yeah, I've I've pretty much been fighting it. Going the way of Mrs. Ivan. Yeah.
3: (laughs) For the people listening right now, it's 1 a.m. in the morning.
0: Yep, yep. Mrs. Hyven has we already worked started bed, it like ten. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. Anyone have any other final thoughts on this book? Anything you want to end with?
2: Mm, I'm good. Nothing <sighs> ends. Always. Got to. <laughs> Always. But, um,
3: I I can All just right, feel then. Sean's disapproval. Yeah, yep, yeah, I'm
2: not. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Exactly.
3: <laughs> just exactly. like Bane. Hey, you know what? Your disappointment never, like, nothing about it ends.
2: I'm going to pull you into a private match against your will and hit you in the face with the Monarch over and over. We're no, the Guardian, actually, nothing ends. worse. Just, because Yoten. nothing ends. You will get Yotined.
0: <laughs> All right, now we should move in. Shout-outs.
1: Okay, anyways. Anyways, you guys. Guys, focus up. Here are my shout-outs. Shouting out Orchid. For being world's best bridesmaid and for looking fabulous on the Twitter today. And congrats to her friend Jenna, who I don't know, for getting married. But, like, you can't really shout out a bridesmaid and not shout out the bride. So, that's really basically my shout out. Um, But also to any new followers we've gotten lately. Hit me up on, as Hyvin likes to call it, the Twitter. I run our Twitter, and I enjoy talking to others. Um, and most of the time, I'm far more functional than this. <laughs> I'm shaking his head. No. <laughs> anyway, she
3: is on the Twitter.
1: I'm at least on the Twitter. That part's true. Um,
3: <laughs> Much more functional than this on the Twitter.
1: Yes, on the Twitter I am. In real life, I'm definitely not. But that's okay. It's whatever.
0: I'll uh.
3: I'm going to mirror Mrs. Hyven's shout out uh, to my girlfriend, Orchid, because she literally just messaged me saying, shout out to your tired girlfriend who is in epic amounts of pain because she is currently like a bridesmaid for a wedding and apparently wearing shoes that are too small or not. I, I don't. No, the
0: struggles no. women have to go through to just look right. pretty and make everyone else right. happy. and Shout out to all ladies out there who are living life, man.
3: Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, and shout out to Ishtar Collective because they are where I get all my show notes.
0: Alright. Um, shout outs to Shin Maofer and Dredgen Yor for creating this beautiful story. But most importantly, to um, uh, to John Goff. He's the one who wrote this. Beautiful story. It's got a lot of us into lore, and it's given me something to, to continue on for so long. So whether or not this story is over, I hope we get to have more. But if not, thank you. And if you're done with this story, I hope that you keep writing stuff for Bungie. Um, because I love your writing. And I would love more of it. Um, so yeah. Definitely. And Anything then... Is-
3: Written some other
0: stuff too. He has. He has. Um, him and um, oh my God, there's another writer who wrote like Book of Sorrows and writes a bunch of, I think Marasina, and a lot of our other really good books. Um, uh, my Seth. God,
3: the name is escaping me because 1 a.m. Um,
0: yep. yeah. That's my my shout out once again to the writers. So Sean.
2: Yeah. Um, my shout outs really aren't any different from last week. Um, Ishtar Collective again, because I get to, ever, if I ever have a question or a thought, I get to really easily look them up. It's very intuitive. Um, you guys for, again, putting up with me, hearing my, as I heard last week, very nasally voice. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like my voice.
0: You um, learn not to listen to the episodes if you don't want to hear yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hopefully. Hey.
3: I listen enough yeah. to the
0: episodes
2: this poor guy but
0: I don't listen, listen when
2: they come out. Hopefully you guys don't terribly hate my voice, so, I mean, there's that.
3: Um, no,
2: you've been very also, insightful, my friend. Also to my wife, who thankfully was like, oh, you're going to be on a podcast. Okay, I'll, I'll be downstairs on my iPad. And then is gone to bed about an hour and a half ago.
0: So nice, so nice, so nice. She was in
2: town and she still let you be on.
0: <laughs> All right.
3: Shout out to Sean's wife then.
0: There you go, letting him be on the podcast.
3: Yeah. It
0: sounds like we might have more guests more often, some recurring individuals. So.
3: If you guys like it, let us know. If you guys hate it, let us know.
0: Yeah, we'll kick Sean. I'm just kidding. Sean's not a full-time host, but you know when he gets the time.
2: I mean, if you guys hate me, you can just send me on. hate mail on on the Xbox. It's.
3: Yeah, just keep that hit mail coming because nothing ends.
0: Oh my God. All right. Well, reminders, please send us your feedback. Don't let it end. Keep sending it. Keep giving us those reviews. Keep hitting up with us on Twitter, on our emails. Uh, we've been enjoying getting emails. Almost has been getting them, and they're a little bit longer, and we can get like a lot more thoughts in, and we all get to read them. So those are really cool. Um, but of course, the tweets never stop being enjoyable. So and the reviews it's great uh shout out to uh gfd sith for giving us another uh review um and keeping us five stars somehow still so uh please continue giving us that feedback and we really really appreciate the love and support from people who have told us that like our podcast actually means something to them and they don't just listen to it because they're trying to be sympathetic and that they're our friends or family <laughs> right All right. Well, with that, we are signing off. Goodbye, guys. Have a good
1: night. Bye. Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye.